Okay, Shana Tova. <laughs> few short words, I promise, Chazan, just a few. Um, in just a moment, in Yisker, we're going to pray that the memory of our loved ones is bound up in the bond of life. At funerals, when someone passes, we say, Yehei zichra or zichro baruch. May their memory be a blessing. I've always wondered exactly what we mean by that. How is the memory of someone a blessing? In what ways can it bless us? Now, memories are powerful and strong. We know this. There are memories that we know in the moment are going to be impactful because of what's happening or how odd or how strange it was. When I was finishing college, a few friends of mine and I stayed with my grandmother about a year before she passed, and we were there for spring break. And my grandma one night came down and said, I have a problem. And the four of us looked up and said, oh, what can we do? What can she said, I seem to have bought a lot of beer. <laughs> and she sat down with us and we had a beer on the porch. And that was a moment I knew I would always remember the moment it was happening. And other things work on us in a more subtle way. And our memories can work on us for good and for bad. And we spoke about this earlier today. I mentioned Rav Cook. Rav Cook tells us that memories live inside of us. And those memories can push us to do good, or bad memories can roll around inside us, Rav Cook writes, and tear us apart. So what's the answer to these bad memories? How can we stop them from tearing us apart? We have to put a good stamp, he says, on those bad memories. You know, my brother, who is very much alive and a wonderful person, and has no faults other than that he's a little bit younger than I am, I used to torment him a bit. And I remember doing things, and we had a prank war, and it was not great, and I, uh, I was thinking about this, and so last week I, I called him and I said, you remember, you know, I used to like tease you and do some stuff, and like, I, I want, I'm gonna give a sermon, could you remember a couple of things? Let me tell you, he remembered a lot of things that I did to him. And, and in penance, I, I told him I would tell all of you that he is much smarter than I am and wins almost every time we play Trivia Pursuit. If you're watching on the live stream, there you go. But our prank war, I have to say, actually became a little bit dangerous. And there was one moment where a tickling and wrestling match got out of hand and my little brother had to go to the hospital. And thank God he's fine. But that moment in particular stands out to me as one of these memories that Rav Cook is talking about, that unchecked could have torn us apart. Because I would have felt guilty and embarrassed and upset, and I'm sure that my brother as well would have felt a lot of anger towards me. And had we not made amends, that memory could have been quite destructive. But I... I was a nicer person to him and looked out for him. And we've spoken about it. We're quite close now. And now the memories of the things we used to do are jokes between us that have brought us closer together and something that spurs us on to be 
connected. That's the good stamp that Rav Cook is talking about. But it's also not always possible. When we have negative memories of those who've passed, or when we did negative things to those who've passed, and that good stamp might seem like it's out of reach. And the rabbis actually in the Talmud have a remedy for this. They say that if you've wronged someone who has passed away, you're supposed to gather 10 people together and tell them what you did. My read of this is that the way that we keep a good stamp or put a good stamp is we tell the story. We tell the story of what happened, even if it's bad. And telling stories is something that we Jews do quite well, and it's something that we all do. It's also something, frankly, that has real benefits for us. There was a study 20 years ago, it doesn't matter, um, Marshall Duke, uh, who about children who um, were more or less resilient as they went through life's challenges, and this professor in every noticed that there was something about children who were more resilient and less that they knew more about their families. And so he and a partner developed a test called the Do You Know Test. And it's full of questions like, do you know uh, where your mother went to high school? Do you know where your parents were, where your grandparents were born? Do you know the meaning of your name? Things like that. And what the scientists found out again and again is that the more questions you could answer yes to, the higher someone scores on the Do You Know Test, the more resilient the more able to face life's challenges, the better off these people were. And I know you're all thinking to me right now, Rabbi, causation does not equal correlation. And you would be correct. I don't know if I got that right. You can't just teach people the answers to the test and have the resilience work. It's not just knowing where your mother went to high school doesn't actually give you any benefit in the world. It's the nature of families that teach these things to one another, that sit around the table, that tell stories, that pass on these stories, because these stories give us a context and a protection. And it doesn't actually matter if they're positive or they're negative or not. There's really, they identify three different kinds of family stories. There's the story, the narrative of ascent, right? When we came to this country, we had nothing, and now look what we've done. This is a story that is common to many of us in this room, I imagine, right, that where we've come from and where we're going. But there also are stories of descent. You know, granddaughter, we used to have it all in this family. We were respected, we were, and now we lost everything. And the most healthy narrative is the oscillating one. We've had ups and we've had downs. There have been good times and bad, People who've won awards, people who've been arrested. There have been many things, and through it all, we stuck together. This narrative helps us because it gives us context for the living. We think about not just where our mother went to high school, but that she went to high school. And so when I'm going through something, I know she did, and she made it out okay. When there are things in my life, I can rely on the stories I've heard of others, of those who've come before me, and it is our job to ensure that the memories we're here to recall don't leave with us. That the memories of those who've passed are passed on 
to future generations so that this protection, this resilience that comes from knowing where we've come from can be passed on. Because as my grandfather used to say, when a grandparent dies, the library burns down. And it's our job to ensure that that doesn't happen. And that we know the stories of our ancestors and we know the stories of those who've passed whom we loved. And we know the stories of those who are still here and we pass them all on. Good and bad, ones with good stamps and ones without, because all of them are important and that all of them go into making a complete picture of those whom we recall today. All of them go into making a complete picture of the families that we are and who we want to be. And all of them help us when we're feeling alone or scared. So our task as we turn to Yiskur is to remember the lives of those we've loved and lost to think of the stories that we're going to tell to others. And if you don't know, ask.